You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in the quintessential, typically Swiss, very cute town of Ingelberg, Switzerland, up here by Mount Titlis and right on the Swiss Alps. There are many places when people say, oh, does it look like it does in the pictures? And I say, oh, it's even better. Well, you have to come here to get the full experience because until they invent a camera that can give you 360-degree view all the time, you won't truly understand what Engelberg and Titlis is like because as we look around us, every direction, there are Alps yeah. <laughs> rising straight up above us. And we us. don't mean a little mountain. Yes. We mean these amazing, look at our pictures during the show, they're absolutely amazing amazing. Unfortunately, it doesn't even do it justice because it's just amazing sitting here. It's so beautiful. It's so green. We are here in the summertime. However, this is a year-round destination full of summer opportunities as well as some amazing winter and skiing opportunities. We've lived in places in the United States where there are mountains, but you would tell people, oh yeah, head over that way towards the mountains. (laughs) If you tried to do this here, you would drive somebody crazy because... There are mountains just everywhere, and behind those mountains are more mountains. The whole thing is just so picturesque. And then on top of that, there are cowbells ringing when you go up in these mountains. The cows, they actually still have the bells hanging around their necks to keep track of them, and they you really hear it when you get up in the hills. And what's so funny is when we first got to Switzerland, we were like, okay, there's cowbells for sale everywhere. And we were in some bigger cities, and we didn't quite understand it. As soon as we got to Ingelberg, it all started. Started making sense. These amazing Alpsmen, as they still call them, still run their cattle up on the Alps. And they literally, as Jeff said, you hear the ringing of bells all the time in the city on there of the cows out on the hills. It's really astonishing because it's the way they've done things for generations, I don't know, maybe even hundreds of years, and you still see this culture at work. If you really want to see the typical Swiss culture that you've always imagined, it's here. I almost feel like this movie was set in Austria, but I almost expected Julie Andrews to come... Running out at one point, singing. Running down the Alps, singing. Yes, I know we're in the wrong country, but we you would really get the gist of it. The town itself is just, there's some cobblestone streets. We're here staying at the Alpen Club Hotel, which is one of uh, Switzerland's typically Swiss hotels. And what that means is basically that they carry the traditions of typical Swiss. So you can come here to many towns in Switzerland and maybe stay at a name brand hotel. However, if you would go with one of these typically Swiss hotels, you will be getting a more traditional Swiss experience, which is what we wanted to do. It's a great location, beautiful views of Mount Titlis and some amazing things to do. We've been so busy over the last few days doing so many great things here in town. Coming up later in the show, we're going to have a couple of interviews with Frederick Fusenick, who is with Engelberg Titlis Tourism. He's going to tell us about the top summer activities, and then we're going to talk with him about the top winter activities and hear about what makes this an amazing place to ski and snowboard. We're also going to be talking with Alex Herman, Director of Switzerland Tourism. But before we can get to all of that, we first need to do hot topics in travel. And today, I'm going to take you way back in the time machine to the 80s. Way back. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Make sure that you check us out at Twitter, at Travel Brigade. Like us on Facebook and check out our website, TravelBrigade.com. You can also see some great pictures of Engelberg either on our Facebook or Instagram account. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
what's not, what's trending. Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and my co-host Jeff Griffin coming to you from Engelberg, Switzerland. And you know what I really like about Engelberg? Well, there are a million things to choose from, but tell me. Well, you know, Engelberg is well-known for their winter activities. They're well-known for their summer activities. They have a glacier here year-round. But what's nice about Engelberg is that you can actually get there from any city. Some of the cities, some of the big cities in Switzerland, whether you're visiting Zurich or Lucerne, which are quite popular cities to do, it's very close as well. Yeah, from Zurich Airport, which is an international airport, you can be at Engelberg in under two hours. That's really huge, especially when it comes to skiing, where a lot of places where you go to ski, you have to tack on an extra day to get there, an extra day to get back to the airport. If you get into Zurich in the morning, you can be to Engelberg in a couple of hours and then be up on the mountain. And then also if you're in Lucerne, it's a quick direct train stop there. You can drive as well. We're using a Swiss rail pass. It's really great and you can get there in less than an hour. The Swiss trains, when it says a certain time, they mean it. I, run, I think it's the clock history. Most of you know watches are a big deal here in Switzerland. Many, many watch companies come from Switzerland, and really the culture of being on time is amazing. When they say that train is leaving at 10.07, that train leaves at 10.07. We've got a couple of interviews coming up about Engelberg and Titlis, but first we need to do hot topics in travel. I'm going to take you way back to the 80s. Mm-hmm. Holiday Road. <laughs> Holiday Road. <laughs> what does that remind you of? Uh, Vegas Vacation, or vac- actually the vacation movies in general. The original National Lampoon Vacation with Chevy Chase uh, is celebrating its 30th year anniversary. 30th year, really? Yeah. I love all those. But I have to say the first one, the original, and also Vegas Vacation is my, as a matter of fact, didn't we do a little take all the mini-me's and show them Vegas Vacation about a year or so ago? Yes, we did. Yes, and they loved it. And, and I, I loved the it. Thing, the <laughs> thing is with this movie is everybody can relate one of those bad vacation experiences I know. to something I know. that happened in their own lives. And by the way, if, if you had your own vacation experience that was something like out of the movie, tweet us at Travel Brigade and yeah, let us know about it. But you it. have to put the code word Nick Papa Giorgio. hashtag Nick Papa Giorgio (laughs) and then tell us a vacation experience we'd love to hear it no I I do love those movies I can't believe it's been 30 years and I was looking on moviephone.com which I often use to you know it's a site where you find out where movies are playing in your area they have F-O-N-E by the way people get confused (laughs) and we will put on the hot sheet we'll put a link to this the vacation movie trivia things you didn't know and they've got a list of things about what originally happened in the movie, things you didn't know. And one of the things they're talking about doing now is a reboot with Ed Helms from The Office and from The Hangover movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to be playing the grown-up Rusty. Oh. Going, taking his own family on a trip with, and he's married to Christina Applegate. And uh, that I, could really I, I be fun. I could see some potential there. Although, Chevy, is Chevy going to be in it? I need I'm Chevy. Sure I'm sure they'll find a role that could be really funny. So. That makes me want to roll that movie out right now and yeah. watch it. I have it, well, we're in Europe, as you well know. And I have that's probably one I haven't seen in a very, very long time is the European vacation. So we're going to have to roll that out, maybe watch it on the, one of the, the flights as we're popping around here in Europe. So, again, tweet us at Travel Brigade if you've had your own vacation experience. Remember, hashtag Nick Papa Giorgio. (laughs) (laughs) 
Here's the thing about us in Engelberg and Titlis. We haven't had anything close mm, to one of those bad vacations. It's been pretty much a perfect, have yeah. To- keep pinching ourselves when we look at this view. It's so amazing. Coming up next, we're going to be talking with Frederick Fusenick, who is with Engelberg Titlis Tourism. He's going to be telling us about some of the great things you can do here in the summertime. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Make sure that you check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, travelbrigade.com. We will be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We are here looking at these glorious, beautiful mountains here in Ingelberg, Switzerland. We have had the privilege of doing this show next to the beach, next to beautiful rivers, in the heart of huge cities. And this is one of the prime spots that we've ever done this show. As I look to the east, I see mountains. As I look to the west, I see mountains. As I look to the north, I see mountains. As I look to the south, I see, guess what? Mountains. <laughs> and beyond those mountains, I see more mountains. This is such a stunning And setting. snow in the middle of summer. And, yes. This is such a stunning setting, and there is so much to do here. Here to tell us more about it is Frederick Fusenisch, and he is with Engelberg Titlis Tourism. Welcome, Frederick. Hello. Welcome to the show. We're here in this beautiful summer. I mean, we're here in the summer weather, and there's so much to do. We know we're going to talk about winter in the next segment, but tell us a little bit about, you know, we know when we pulled up here, we also saw snow. It's nice and warm down. We were in Lucerne not too long ago, and it's beautiful weather, lots of things to do here in the summer. Tell us some of the top attractions here in the summer. One of the top attractions when you come to Engelberg, obviously, you have to go up to Mount Titlis on 3,000 meters. There's a glacier up there and there's snow all year round. So uh, how bizarre is that? Within uh, hot weather, you go up there and you stand there in the snow and you have an astonishing view over the old Alps. You can see the Black Forest. You can see all the Bernese Alps, the Grisen Alps. So, um, yeah, if you you don't have to be sporty at all. There is a three section of gondolas is taking you up there and the last section is the famous first revolving cable car in the world, the Titlis Rotair, and once you're up there, you will never forget it. Obviously, we have attraction for sportive or not so sportive people. We are up here in the mountain. You can do beautiful hikes, um, an hour up to six, eight hours. You can go up. Um, we have different mountain huts and restaurants on top of it and experience one of the local specialities like Elpermagronen, that's noodles with cheese and very light Italian food. No, it's not. It's kind of heavy but <laughs> but it's good um, and what else can you do um, obviously you can um, we have five different via ferratas via ferrata is a way to experience the mountain when you're not really uh, an experienced climber but you they uh, they you safe all the way there are ladders and steps going up to different levels very very starting from very very easy the only thing you shouldn't be afraid of height and you should have more or less a, a good condition but then you can go up there very very easy Another thing what you can do, obviously, is um, we have a very, very nice golf course, which is rather flat, but um, you have astonishing mountains around it. Mm, What else can you do? You can do basically everything you can imagine what you can do up in the mountains. We have a sports center, even well, it does occur that we have some rain in the in the summertime, so um, there you can we have an indoor tennis, we have um, an ice ring there as well, as well as curling. 
Um, what else can you do? We were just making a joke that it's nice and warm, so we're actually going to go up there and make snow angels in the middle of summer. But tell us a little bit about the village. We, You know, there's a monastery. We went to the cheese factory. So tell us some other things to do, maybe off the mountain that you're here in the town. Um, well, Engelberg has a very, very long history. Uh, Engelberg was founded in um, 1291 by a Benedictine monk, and Engelberg means Angel Mountain. So um, this monk came up here and he started to build the monastery and then he hadn't had a name and then he saw angels flying around a mountain and then obviously the name was born. And ever since the, mon the monks are here and they have a very, very beautiful monastery with a nice Baroque church. It's a boarding school in there, so they're still not only praying, they also um, try to educate young people um, once they're living here. There is a cheese factory right, right, right next to it and um, it's all the local milk who, who goes there and they have different kinds of cheese there. Um, normal cow cheese as well as goat cheese what you can um, buy there. When you get up to Titlis, are there things that you can do in the summer that you can't do in the winter? For, for example, the suspension bridge. You also started talking about the last gondola up the mountain and how it's a particular kind and maybe you could talk a little bit about that as well. This is the first revolving cable car established, I think, 1992. And um, so um, the floor is moving. So once you go up, um, while moving up, the floor is moving. So you get a 360-degree view while going up there. And so once you're up there, there's um, the highest suspension bridge in highest suspension bridge in in Europe. And um, there you get another beautiful view on on the other side. And there um, they have what they call they have a glacier park up there. And there you they have um, different kind of sledges where you can play around uh, on the glacier in the summer um, with shorts um, while uh, having fun in the snow. And um, once you go one section down to the Tripsey, there is a glorious hike around a little lake um, where they have description of flower a flower hike and um, they have uh, little boats on that lake which you can use for free and um, have fun on that little lake and one section further down and Gershniov if you want you can take a little trottinet do you know what a trottinet is no uh, um, <laughs> it is kind of a bike but you don't um, you, you push it um, with your feet so you know you, you don't sit on it you just stand on it and um, then you can go down from Gershny, um down to the down to the village. So um, yeah, you should you should take at least four or five hours to experience Titlis and uh, yeah. One thing that we did that was a really fun way to experience the town was take a carriage ride around it, and we noticed that there's a calendar and that every day there's a different free activity going on. All right, yeah, uh, that's right. Well, we have a very, very nice weekly pro uh, program where you can experience all kinds of activities, for example, kayaking on Troopsay, and there's a rope park, we have a Wild West camp, tobogganing, and we even offer uh, climbing courses for young kids. Uh, then we do some forest adventures, and what is very, very special, uh, upsiling uh, on the glacier into a crevasse, not only upsailing, they get you up again. And then we have as well pony riding. So um, you can easily spend a week in Engelberg and have a lot of fun. Well, now there's snow up on the glacier year-round. 
So I'm guessing that there's snow in the winter months down further here. <laughs> a, down lot, in the village. a lot more. A lot more. <laughs> and so when we come back in a moment, we're going to keep talking with Frederick, and we're going to talk about winter activities. Yes, which is a huge season here. There's skiing, all sorts of winter activities. We're going to find out what you do in the winter if you come here in Switzerland up to Ingleberg right up next. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or go to TravelBrigade.com. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, the Swiss Alps. Well, Jeff Griffin's here, too. You can miss me, but you cannot miss these beautiful Alps. No, you cannot. And we were just talking with Frederick about all the great things to do. And probably the simplest thing to do is take the cable cars and the amazing Rotaire up the Alps. Yeah, explain a little more. I mean, I think he sort of explained it, but I also think some clarification on what Rotaire is. So you get in and you're going along and all of a sudden it starts turning. Yes. <laughs> and you're so seeing. those of you who've gone to mountain resorts, you take different lifts up. So you can either take, you know, a ski type lift up or you can take a gondola up. But what's special about Rotaire is it's a big circular gondola that actually turns 360 degrees so that you can see all parts of this beautiful mountain and the amazing glacier at the top. And that's right, there is a glacier. We are here in the summer, but this is a glacier that is here year-round. There's actually snow and ice up on the top, no matter how hot it is in Switzerland. Yes, we were in Lucerne for a couple days before getting here, and it was very hot. And then we got up here, got to the top of the mountain. It was snowing. Amazing. One hour away from Lucerne on the lake when we were jumping in the lake, swimming, trying to get out of the heat, and here we are in snow up on the top of the mountain. It was amazing. Here's the thing. If you didn't pack for snow, it's okay. That was the thing. Actually, we travel quite a bit, and when we come over, we try and pack light because we've done the train plane on subways or to cable cars and off, and we know to pack light. And we got here, we did not realize how many outdoor adventures were here. And as soon as we got here, our friend Peter that works over at Titlis said, hey, don't worry about it. We rent stuff. And so they actually brought us to the rental shop. They rent jackets. They rent shoes, really great hiking shoes. And so you don't have to spend your whole luggage, you know, filling up for a few days that you're spending here. If you're planning on spending more time here, obviously you can bring your own stuff. There's plenty of shops in town to buy stuff. But we thought it was really great that you can just pick up stuff and go for the day. Really nice boots and coats, nicer than we would have worn ourselves. Basically, we would have brought some crappy stuff. So this is really great. And what was really fun is we got up to the top and there are some really cool things to do up there. First thing that was awesome is that there's a glacial cave. You walk in and you're surrounded by ice on all sides. It's like an ice tunnel. And there's also a suspension bridge at 10,000 feet that you can walk across. By the way, when you're up on top of this mountain, you are at 10,000 feet, 3,000 meters or 10,000 feet a stunning height. It's a glacier left over from the Ice Age. This is the first time I'd ever been to a glacier. It's there year-round. It's left over from hundreds of millions of years ago or whenever the Ice Age was. And it's still there. And it was just such an amazing experience to, number one, be up so high, but number two, just have this constant 
presence of snow year-round there. And there's also this really cool lodge up there. So you're spending the day at the top of the mountain. There's lots of things to do. There's dining up there. You can get really great ice cream. And then we also uh, noticed there was a long line, so obviously super popular. You could take (laughs) photographs with traditional Swiss outfits, including instruments. Yeah, including the big long horns. The hats, the little dresses, everything. So we're actually going to be flying our entire family back to do our Christmas photo right on top of Mount Titlis. And you'll see all of us in our traditional Swiss wear and an amazing mountain horn. This being Switzerland, they also have a watch shop up there at 10,000 feet. <laughs> yeah, and, and literally watches here, they go the gamut, and you can get the best watches in the world sitting there on top of Titlis. If you want to pull out $100 and buy a watch, great. If you want to pull out $22,000 and buy a watch, hey, great. They've got you covered no matter what. And there's different levels there when you're at Titlis where you can do different things. So we were up on the top of the glacier, and after we got done playing around up there on the glacier, we went down to another level, and we had lunch at the Tripsy Lodge. We had some traditional specialized bratwurst that's made there at Titlis, and that was delicious. And there's also this great lodge called the Tripsy Alpine Lodge that you can stay right there on the property up at Titlis. And I have to say, I've stayed at a lot of hotels in my life. That is the most amazing view of a mountain I have ever seen. Yeah, remember this mountain at the top is 10,000 feet, so you're not just going to go one stop up to the top. (laughs) There's several stops along the way and several great places along the way. And yeah, the the view from the Troopsy Alpine Lodge down to the village was truly amazing. The other view you get from the other side of the lodge is this beautiful, picturesque mountain lake with cows grazing around it. Hearing the cowbells and there's beautiful flora around the lake and also rowing. We did some boating there on the lake. That was quite fun. Yeah, they have boats that you just grab and go. You don't have to check in with anybody. Just these cute little rowboats and you just unhook them and go rowing out on this beautiful little alpine lake. Keep in mind, this lake is still at 6,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> and you still got another 4,000 feet of mountain up above you. And it is glacier water, so you may want to think twice before jumping in. <laughs> and just the whole experience with Again, there were the cows with the cowbells all around, and then there were these waterfalls coming down with the glacier, you know, melting and the rain and things like that. So we had lunch, and then we went out on the lake, and of course, after we got done walking around and being on the lake, we needed a little snack. And so what do you do when you're in Switzerland is have a little Swiss chocolate, and we had that with some fresh glacier water right there from Titlis. It was so good. I wanted to package the water, believe it or not, and just take it with me. When you're done there, you can either take a little gondola down. The lazy way. Or they have these <laughs> things called trotty bikes. Trotties, yes. It's, again, one of those things where I'm just like, why don't I have one of those? I know. Now, I don't know how to explain it except for kind of a cross between a scooter, a non-motorized scooter. So a scooter that you stand up on with two wheels, two bigger wheels, so not small wheels like you would think of a traditional razor. I guess that's probably popular, a good comparison in the U.S. is a razor, but like with bicycle wheels, but you stand up on it. It's kind of like they took a bike and took away the pedal part and just put it. Yeah, we'll try and get a picture, right? Yeah, we'll try to get a picture up. Put it there with the show. And try to do some links on our hot sheet. If you go to our hot sheet at travelbrigade.com, we'll try to have some links there. It's like they took the pedal part away and put a little flat board there and you just stand on it and ride down <laughs> yeah. the hill and it's got brakes. I saw some and it's got brakes. We didn't get a chance to try it, but it yeah, looks really fun. Yeah, because the floor was a little too wet that day for us to try it, but we 
we were checking out the bikes. They mm-hmm. were really cool. Yeah, and you can either do a paved road or they have a sort of mountain bike road where you do it with ones on really huge tires. Yeah, bigger tires. Stuff. Very cool. You know, we were sitting here talking about Titlis Rotaire because it is the centerpiece of Ingelberg. Ingelberg is so beautiful in and of itself, but Titlis is just the place you want to go between the glacier, all these amazing activities. You could, dare I say, spend several days trying new things without running out of things to do. As a matter of fact, they want you to try different things. So they have this really great program where you actually get to try different things for free every day. As a matter of fact, let me grab this brochure. I was looking at it and I was talking with uh, our friend Peter that works there and he was telling us it's a really cool way for people that are coming into town and want to try different things. As a matter of fact, on Monday schedule, and of course this is subject to change, but just right now it gives you an idea. That's the Trotty bike we just talked about. Mm-hmm. You can try it for free. Kayaking, a rope park that's there. They also have a Wild West camp. They have tobogganing, yes, in the summer, tobogganing. They also have, let's see other free activities, a forest adventure, climbing, a cinema where they play a big cinema outside. They have glacier climbing, which is pretty cool. Um, They also have pony riding. And then they also do some other things connected with some nighttime walks with local tales, which I think that's kind of fun. So there's all sorts of things that you can do to keep yourself busy all the time at Titlis. These things we've been talking about as part of the Try It Out program, they're all free. And the thing is, they're all great for kids. It's really designed for a lot of you know, yeah, family, a lot of family things. So yeah, you can go to Titlis and do, you know, if you're there for a day or two, go try these things out that they have already there up at the mountain. Or you can look at this program that they have that's kind of this try it out program where you can like sample something for free and see if you like it and come back. Most of these activities we've been talking about don't really require snow. <laughs> but if it's snow you want, they can deliver it. Year-round, <laughs> by the way, up almost, on the glacier. But well, one of the things I think what we were going to talk about is some winter activities. Right, and they have a ski season here that starts in October and runs to June, I believe, in in a lot of years. And they dare anyone say around here, I have some amazing terrain, some of the best terrain in the world. We're going to hear more about it when we talk again with Frederick Fusenick. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Check us out on Twitter at Travel Brigade. Like us on Facebook. Check out our Instagram account or go to TravelBrigade.com. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We're here in Switzerland in the beautiful little city, or village. I guess we're more of a village. Village. I like the word village. (laughs) It's more Swiss. In Ingelberg, and we've been talking about summer activities, and of course, it's a huge, long winter season. There's about 4,000 people here in this village. We're talking with Frederick Fusenick, who is with Engelberg Titlis Tourism. And Frederick, I've heard that quite a few of these 4,000 people are people who came here for a ski vacation and never left. This is so true. Yeah, you can really get addicted by Engelberg. Very, very dangerous if you come on a holiday. Many of them got stocked here from all over the world, which um, comes out to 
quite an international crowd and especially in the winter time we have um, people from a lot of Scandinavians, a lot of even from the US, more and more people come here and um, from the UK so it's, 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 a, it's a great great bunch of people and obviously the one big focus in the winter time is skiing and um, we're one of the or the most snow secure ski area within Switzerland as we have the first mountain range and um, when there ever are big snowfalls we always get dumped a lot so uh, we're very very happy that normally we always have great snow conditions season starts kind of early so most of the time we can open up in november the glacier and then till mid-may the season is going on we have two or less more or less two little ski areas or not little but um, the one is a little bit more little and the other one is is quite big quite suitable for kids more on the forest on the bruny side on the left side and on the right side there's a tough skiing uh, on the glacier um, 2000 verticals and um, so fantastic snow conditions and um, what is Engelberg is really really famous and may come a lot of people to see powder skiing so uh, a lot of Free riders come here from all over the world to enjoy our beautiful mountains from that term. But we're also suitable for, for families and kids uh, since we have a little beginner's area right in the village center close to the monastery where you can have a really, really easy access. So you can go with your kid there, do a little bit of skiing and then go home when they're not too happy and then they can come back in the afternoon. And also snowshoe hiking, um, cross-country skiing or just um, hike on, on different um, snowshoes, or not snowshoes, on different trails which are groomed so you can have a nice walk through the winter wonderland of Engelberg. Tell us a little bit about how many runs you have at the resort and also uh, we were noticing there's some accommodations up at the resort as well as a bunch of dining options up at the resort itself on the slopes. Actually, I don't know how many acres we have, since I know that you count in acres, but we offer um, 82 kilometers of slopes. The, um, the, we have one of the longest runs in the Alps, from 3,000 meters down to 1,000 meters, so from 10,000 feet to, down to 3,000 feet, which is quite astonishing. It takes about, well, depending how good your skiing is, but uh, around 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour to get down there. And that's also quite a special one. We offered um, a torch um, rides. Um, we call it the fire ride from the top of the Titlis down to the village once a month um, throughout the winter season. Ski area, like I said, is it's rather rather big um, in, compared to other European resorts and uh, the accommodation facilities. I don't, wouldn't say that we're a posh resort. We are. Um, we offer um, good price value. Um, we have a lot of three-star hotels, a few four-star hotels. We're expecting to become five-star hotels, but Engelberg always been um, kind of a good price value. One thing which makes us really, really special is as well the access. We have really um, Zurich International Airport is only an hour and a half away um, by coach or by train. So we are the snows, um, the closest snow-secure ski area within the Alps. To an international airport where you have great connections to the US. What also is special in central Switzerland that we have, um, like where we're sitting right now in the Alpen Club, that's a restaurant I think was established in the 19th century. So you always have these special specialties um, from up here. I already mentioned the the Alpenmagron or the fondue, the cheese fondue or the meat fondue, and um, all these uh, lovely. 
a healthy food after a good day of skiing, um, which you can enjoy up here. Now, I'm a California girl, so skiing doesn't come naturally to me. I've tried it a few times, but I love winter vacation. So, I mean, even if someone's maybe not on the slopes or an expert skier, what are some of the other activities they can do in the winter, maybe off the slopes? Well, obviously, there's a scenery, which is kind of astonishing, and um, we offer more than 50 kilometers of groomed slopes, which are only suitable for hikers. So you can walk through the forest or up on the mountain and have a nice little, even a longer hike, um, but um, you don't have to um, fight your way through the deep snow. Um, it's all nicely groomed and then um, have, a, have, have a nice um, dinner up there and sit in the sun. Um, we have also um, snowshoe hiking. Um, Cross-country skiing is, is not so difficult as well, which you um, could experience. And, uh, yeah, like I said, when you come with your family, uh, oh, um, obviously, um, which is very, very easy, and um, you don't have to be an expert, but it's a lot of fun, is to go sledging. We have um, two different sledging, or even three, but um, the third one you have to hike, and the other one you have easy access by funicular or by a cable car. So um, that's also a lot of fun to do that. And um, once you come all the way from the U.S., you shouldn't, um, on, the, on a bad weather day, Lucerne obviously is worth a visit. That's only 40 minutes by train to go down there and um, see one of the most beautiful or they say the most beautiful city within Switzerland um, during your stay in Engelberg. You're right, the sledding or tubing, as we call it in the States, is really easy. Even I can do it. You get on, sit down, let gravity do the rest. You were talking before about how this area is particularly known for powder runs, and what is it about the snow here that makes it so good for that? And also, I know that Titlis has run. Also, I know that Titlis has won some awards from Ski Magazine and other places. And what's it particularly known for that it's winning these awards for? Well, obviously, since you come from Utah and you invented the champagne powder, um, it's it's hard to convince people that we have great snow conditions. Now, I think what makes it special is that we get um, um, on a regular base um, a lot of snow. So the snow base um, is, is even early in the season quite good. And um, since you get a lot of snow, and particularly in December, January up to February, it's rather cold. So the snow conditions are well, maybe maybe not as good, but but. Clear close as good as um, resorts in Utah and, or in the U.S. It's not as dry snow as you have, but uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit more packed. Uh, I think the reasons why we won a lot of awards in Ski Magazine, and we have actually as well quite a few U.S. film companies who come uh, over here to, to shoot um, free-ride movies, is, um, is, is the terrain itself with the glacier kind of steep um, you have huge verticals you can do 10,000 verticals a day um, without um, taking off your skis and hike up one meter or taking the helicopter and it's all off-piste terrain and I think that's the, one of the hot spots within the Alps if you're into powder skiing um, you should experience Engelberg at, at least once in your life. Thank you so much, Frederick, for talking with us. We'll have the contact on our hot sheet of all the information that we're talking about on today's show. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Check us out on Twitter at Travel Brigade or check us out on Facebook or Instagram or just go to TravelBrigade.com and we'll have the hot sheet posted there with all of the contact information from today's show. We'll be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. 
Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in Engelberg, Switzerland, a lovely town surrounded by the beautiful Swiss Alps. We're at the Alpen Club Hotel, which is in the beautiful little town of Engelberg, which, by the way, means Angel Mountain. Yes, it does mean Angel Mountain. We didn't tell anybody that yet. can't believe we got this far in without bringing that up. We've well, been that... talking so much about Titlis, and the town of Engelberg itself down at the base of the mountain is a beautiful little place very picturesque, and so we want to tell you a little bit about that. We don't want to just tell people about Engelberg. What we want to do is tell people what we've been eating in Engelberg, which is quite delicious. One night we went to the restaurant Flumat, which is kind of up on one of the hills or mountains overlooking the town. Yeah, like a typical Swiss hut is what they had described it as. And you take a bit of an exciting ride to get there because yes. you're going up on these little mountain roads to get there. I was not prepared for the ride. It was quite great. <laughs> we're always on a schedule when we're doing things. You can also hike up to this great location or hike down. Take a look, you know, take transportation one way and hike down. They told us that people do this in the evening with a torch, which we thought was so cool that you could do that. But what was even better is this is the family run place and it's been in the family I think for about three different generations and we had a local cuisine called Alpler Magronin. It's delicious. Now when they try to explain what that is they kept saying, well, it's kind of like a macaroni and cheese. No. Doesn't no. do it justice no. to call it that. I think it's probably a simple way to explain it, but what it is is amazing. It's a big circular pasta similar to a rotini or a big ziti with about, I don't know, several inches. Very, very big. And there's also potatoes. And it's in a traditional cheese sauce, which is where they're getting the macaroni and cheese from, but nothing like it. And then it's topped with these amazing onions that are sautéed in butter. Keep in mind when we say cheese sauce, we're not talking about... No Velveeta, people. Velveeta. No. <laughs> these, no. Are, these are Swiss farmers who are milking their cows, making their local Swiss cheese. Which and, we're going to talk about in a minute. And then melting it onto their yeah, pasta. Absolutely amazing. And it's served in sort of a big dish that you share. So it was quite, quite fun. And then Jeff, well, we always have to get different things because we have to try them. Also got some special bratwurst that's made from deer and some other local type cuisine that's made there at the restaurant. What was really fun about this is, again, it is a family-run place. And you sit in this room overlooking the town. And And the mountain. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So if you really want something that's really traditionally Swiss... You could not do any better than this. No, you cannot. We'll put the contact for the restaurant and the dishes because I know they're difficult for us to say, maybe even more difficult to spell. But want to make sure that you have that information before you head out to Ingleberg. We'll have that information for you on the hot sheet, the spelling of that local dish, as well as some of the restaurants that we went to. We also ate here several times at the Alpen Club restaurant, which is quite good and amazing views. For lunch, I really love the house salad, and then we've been having breakfast here in the morning, and it's great to have that traditional Swiss granola, and then, of course, they make this bread that is just to die for. I could just pack loaves of that bread to bring home. A great place, right in a great location, right down the cobblestone streets. Very fun place to be. There's also lots of other restaurants. You know, we ate there at the... You know, we ate there at Titlis on, up on the lodge, and that was quite delicious as we talked about. There's some other restaurants. I think Peter told us there's about 13 restaurants there at Titlis as well. There's all sorts of restaurants up and down the cobblestone streets there, bakeries, local cuisine, lots of choices. One other thing that you have to try is the local cheese. 
and they have this great thing called the show cheese factory. And I was like, what, is, what does that mean, show cheese factory? And it's a show cheese it factory. Turns out I was overthinking it. They show you how they make the cheese, which is really <laughs> fascinating. Every stage of it, you can come anytime during the day. They make local cheese there. It's actually located at a monastery there in the town of Ingleburg. The great thing about this is, yeah, you can show up anytime, and it's just their main sales room there, and it's just one small part of their operation, and you can just kind of see it whenever you show up. You don't have to like be there at a certain time or go on a big tour or anything like that. You no, can it's just great. See it. So you can watch them demonstrate making the cheese. You can buy the local cheese and some of the local ingredients right there. And then speaking of which, it's actually located on the monastery, which is amazing. There is a functional monastery right there in Engelberg. Benedictine monastery that has been there for over 900 years. And that's kind of how Engelberg was founded. A man had a vision and went to build the monastery in this area and started seeing angels flying around the mountain, which is where they got the name Engelberg. So this monastery has been running for over 900 years. We did a tour of it and it was really amazing. And it's amazing to think that in a little mountain town of 4,000, there is this beautiful Baroque church that is full of paintings and it's one of those churches that takes your breath away when you walk into it. It is. It's absolutely gorgeous. And how we first came upon the monastery is we took a carriage ride, which was very fun, a very traditional thing, taking a nice carriage ride through the cobblestone streets there. It was a lovely day. So Titlis the Mountain is an incredible place, but there is a great day to be had if you just decide to hang out in Engelberg and do some of the things there and find out about the local traditions and all of the hundreds of years of history that exist there. Coming up next, we have an interview with Alex Herman, the Director of Switzerland Tourism. We're going to talk a little bit more about your visit to Switzerland. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin, and we've been hanging out in the Alps here in Switzerland. You always hear about the Swiss Alps, and now we're here. We've been here listening to the cowbells as they ring and ring and ring when you get up in the Alps. It's like a lullaby putting us to sleep. Yes. It's like we're living in a movie or a postcard or something. It is so beautiful and so picturesque and so classically what you think of as Switzerland. I know. I've loved every minute here in Ingleberg. We were actually in um, Lucerne before we came here, and you come up and the Alps are all around us. Yeah, you're encircled by Alps, and beyond those Alps are more Alps. (laughs) Anyway, this is really a great part of Switzerland, and here to tell us a little bit more about traveling to Switzerland in general and this beautiful place is Alex Herman, who is the Director of Switzerland Tourism in the Americas. Welcome, Alex. Thank you. Pleasure to be on the show. Well, we can't imagine, you know, people talk about the Swiss Alps, and then we came up here. We've been spending time at Mount Titlis. It's just been the most amazing experience. The people here, it's kind of like uh, the people here are very different. They're very classic, small town, the friendliness, everybody knows everybody. And then you have these amazing views. I don't know how much more, you know, how much better it can be. (laughs) Well, you're in a a park, you're, you're kind of on the northern edge of the Alps, which makes it um, amazing with regards to the panorama you get. If you get on one of these mountains, basically you see the whole Alpine panorama, um, all of Switzerland, and you see on a, on a clear day, you can see all the way to uh, the French Alps and even the Italian Alps. That's what makes it really special here in Engelberg and, and also what makes it a little bit different from other uh, mountain resorts throughout Switzerland. 
And one thing we've really loved here is just, and maybe this is just in our own minds, like this is classic Switzerland, and we've loved other parts of Switzerland with all the modernity and all the cool things they've got going on. But when you tell, I don't know, I guess us North Americans, when you tell us Switzerland, this is exactly what we imagined. Is that is that this kind is of what fantasy. you find? This is our fantasy. This is... I can very well, uh, you know, follow you here. I mean, that's probably one of the most typical uh, places of, of Switzerland with regards to what uh, people uh, expect, and and it's good. It's, it's also a resort that has been around for quite some time. It, it, it actually started as a as a monastery, which I hope you had the chance to visit. We did. It was it's absolutely amazing. Still there. It's still uh, there's still monks there. It's also a um, boarding school that's quite famous throughout uh, Switzerland and Europe. But that's one of the things that makes this a very special resort. It's, so it's not an artificially created resort in the last 20 or 30 years, like in other parts of the Alps or the world, or uh, you know, one that has been developed uh, 100 years ago or so, but it, this has been populated, this, this valley, for hundreds and hundreds of years. And, and you can see when you walk around the village, the history that you see there, but then also the different stages of the development when the, the Grand Hotels came in uh, in the late 1800s and early 1900s. It's, it's all still there. And at the same time, they also have more and more uh, you know, modern hotels with state-of-the-art spas and things like that. So there's something for everyone there. People who are looking for some history, uh, people who are looking for you know, the, the latest with regards to food or um, wellness or spa, and, and you got it everything in Engelberg. Yeah, and then of course all the adventure up on Mount Titlis. There's so much to do up there. It's really funny when we got into uh, Zurich, we started seeing right away everyone selling cowbells and then we, even when we were in Lucerne, we started seeing cowbells. We're like, why are there so many cowbells? And it wasn't until we got to Ingleberg <laughs> that we figured out why everyone has cowbells. <laughs> and one thing that I think really stands out about Engelberg is we're here in the summer, but it's also a winter ski resort. And you can fly into Zurich, a major airport, and you can be here in Engelberg in under two hours on the trains, which there's a lot of places where if you want to go ski or you want to go do mountain stuff, you've got to fly in somewhere and then drive hours, pretty much take a whole day to travel there. Whereas here, you're just a couple hours away from a major airport. Which also makes it a great place for for non-skiers, so when you have a family or a group where you have skiers and non-skiers, people don't want to ski. I mean, there's all kinds of other uh, winter sports activities in Engelberg, but if you're feeling like you know a day of shopping or, or something, you jump on the train and in 45 minutes you're in Lucerne and you can enjoy um, advantages of a, a small city very close to, to Engelberg. That actually reminds me of, of talking about the Swiss Pass, because that's what we were on when we came to Switzerland, and it's a pass to not only rail, but also includes some other things. Do you want to talk about the Swiss Pass a little bit? Yeah, I mean, the Swiss Pass is really something unique, and it's the one thing that we recommend to um, every traveler who uh, wants to explore Switzerland on his or her own. It's just a perfect ticket to Switzerland because it includes unlimited travel on all the trains, buses, boats throughout Switzerland. It uh, includes discounts on most mountain railways or, or gondolas, and um, what's even better, kids up to 16 travel for free. And so when you're uh, traveling oh, with wow. family... First of all, you get a discount when you buy two passes or more, and then uh, the kids uh, travel for free. There's also 450 museums included, so the Swiss Museum Pass is part of this pass. It's really a ticket to everything with regards to transportation, excursions, and activities in Switzerland, and it's almost all of it is included in this one pass. You know, we were talking about flights to uh, Switzerland. Tell us a little bit about some flights here from North America. We know there's a couple of gateways there in Switzerland, and people are planning their trips. 
Yeah, I mean, you fly in from the U.S. either to Zurich or Geneva. Geneva has just a, a few uh, flights a week, uh, direct flights from um, the U.S., but Zurich has a great number. So altogether, there's more than 70 direct flights with Swiss International Airlines. But then there's, of course, all the other major uh, U.S. carriers flying into Switzerland. So altogether, you get to 120, 130 direct flights a week, which for a small country like Switzerland is a lot. And so that's what makes it very easy to get to Switzerland from all over the U.S. from these uh, gateways um, throughout the country. And also because there's so many flights, there's a lot of competition, which uh, has a positive effect on, on the players. <laughs> exactly, so for the and travelers. You, you find, and you we find quite liked our, our visit there. there to Zurich Airport. We thought it was a really nice uh, mid-sized airport. The access and ease of access to get in and off the planes and then to go through security and get on our train were just, impeccable as far as timing. It was really, really great. And speaking of timing, I just have to say one thing. We have never been in a country where everything is run by the clock. When they say there's a train at 922, there is a train at 922. <laughs> it was a great feeling to know we could really depend on all the transportation, the air, the trains, the boats, everything was very timely. Well, I hope you were there at 922, Kathleen. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Not, we, we found out there's a there's reason you the guys are train, <laughs> There's another train in another uh, 15 or so. True, or true. But I mean, control. it is really nice to be able to plan your schedule knowing that I'm used to cities like New York where it's like, when it comes, it comes. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> We found out why you guys are known for making watches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's no coincidence, I would say, yeah. <laughs> hey, Alex, tell us where people can get more information when they're planning their trips to Switzerland. There's a wealth of information on our website called myswitzerland.com about the different regions, about uh, different resorts, mountain resorts in Switzerland, about the Swiss Pass. The Swiss Pass can also be bought in the U.S. already by uh, Radio Europe. It's on the website radioeurope.com. It's available. And then maybe the, the last word on, on Engelberg, you know, I mean, Engelberg means the mountain of the angels. And uh, from some of the images you described earlier from your experience, I guess, uh, I hope uh, listeners got the feeling that this is actually the perfect name for this part of Switzerland. Because it actually it, it, is. It in fact we, is. A, since we're talking about angels, I will say amen <laughs> to that. <laughs> yes. And we put some pictures on Instagram and we'll run some during the show to really try and get people a feel for this amazing town. I think it's one of the towns that when you're going to Switzerland, you absolutely have to put on your list. So thank you so much for spending time with us today, Alex. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. We will have connections to my Switzerland as well as some of the other places that we've been talking about on our website, travelbrigade.com. You just click on today's episode and go to the hot sheet and we'll have links. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We'll be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have the reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. We are at the Alpen Club Hotel in the picturesque town of Engelberg, located at the base of Mount Titlis, which soars to over 10,000 feet. I just love saying the Swiss Alps. Something about saying the Swiss Alps. I like it. We have loved many things here, but we've got to narrow it down to three each for he said, she said. Do you know what I was going to say? Not only do I like the word Swiss Alps, but I like the word Swiss boarding schools. <laughs> you do have one at the monastery. Here. Many me's. <laughs> you said you wanted to visit Switzerland. We've got a great idea for you. We do have to come up with our top he said, she said for this show. And as usual, difficult. But I'm going to start first. And the one thing that I just thought was really fun, very Swiss, 
local people, local cuisine, was the Flumont restaurant. Couldn't beat the Alpler Morgan Inn, <laughs> which we said is kind of like macaroni and cheese, but it really is it's not, not it's like not. macaroni I, and cheese. I guess it's just because they, they needed an easy explanation, but no, it was absolutely amazing. The views were amazing. The food was amazing. It was delicious. A typical Swiss hut, typical Swiss cuisine, local cuisine. I loved it. My number three was visiting the monastery. One of the things I love about coming to Europe is that you see things that have existed for hundreds, if not thousands of years. In this case, over 900 years of this monastery. It was amazing. My number two was views at Mount Titlis. I mean, it doesn't matter where you were, whether you were at the top, on the glacier, in the middle, looking at the lake, seeing the mountains, looking at the view downtown, in the little village. It was all amazing. I loved it. It took my breath away, and it let me say Swiss Alps many, many times. And can I just have the glacier water? Love that, too. My number two was the cowbells. Yes, they were so fun to hear all the time. And you'd hear them when you'd go up into the hills and there were cows there and you can just hear them ringing all the time during the day. And I love the fact that we're in the 21st century and they've still got these cowbells. They're still taking the time to put them on and to use them to keep track. Well, there's still men that take, I shouldn't say, men and women that still have their animals up on the Alps. That's where they graze and all of that. They, they, I think they called the Alpsmen. They kept saying the Alpsmen when we were there. It just gives this whole sort of cultural feel to the area where you can really see all these cows up on the hills and hear the bells. I agree. That's a, that's a good pick. So what is your number one? Moving along to my number one is the Glacier Ice Cave up on the top of Mount Titlis. I thought that was so cool. I have been on a glacier before. I mean, again, here we are. It's the middle of summer. We're here in Europe. And we're sitting on top of a glacier in Switzerland, in the Swiss Alps. And not only that, but we're inside the glacier in a cave. I don't even know how it gets any better than that. I kept joking around that we should, like, dig ourselves a little hole and make a little igloo. We could see how long we could stand being in there. <laughs> but it was amazing. My number one was being here in this mountain town of Engelberg and just looking up in any direction and seeing huge mountains, huge Alps, any direction I looked just being totally surrounded by it, 360 degrees. Yeah, you go to towns where you see like a mountain on one side or even two sides, but this whole valley is surrounded by the Swiss Alps. It is so amazing. We've come to the time when we unfortunately have to leave the beautiful Angel Mountain or Engelberg and Mount Titlas and head off to another great destination, which we will have for you next week. Go to Travel Brigade and check out our hot sheet for contact information for the places we've been talking about and the people we've been talking with. In the meantime, remember, there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in, please join us next week. Make sure that you check us out on Instagram at Travel Brigade, Twitter at Travel Brigade, Facebook, like us, and our website, TravelBrigade.com. See you next week. Enjoy the trip. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.